Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Tuesday morning, too. It is a numbers game at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander, and it is Kelly Bidlin in the house. Producer What's up, Mr. Boombastic? Yeah, man. So that's the thing. We're flooding the zone with, with Masters guests today, and one of them is Ben Raza the director of betting at Stochastic. And I told Kelly, I said, all I'm going to ask him is if he goes around the office singing Mr. Stochastic. <laughs> He's going to be like, I'm sorry. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> He's like, I'm betting. <laughs> they call me Mr. Stochastic. All right. So Ben Raza from Stochastic, who does DFS, and we'll talk uh, Masters with him. Sia Najad from Sportsline to talk Masters with him in the first cut podcast. Um, not to be outdone, John Hasselbauer. How about that? PGA and betting analyst and DFS uh, expert for the lines who uh, goes by the ironic Twitter handle of PGA Tout. He's in on the joke, though, I can yeah. promise you. <laughs> and then Mark Borchard from his lab somewhere in an undisclosed location in the desert talk uh, early season baseball with us. Paul Carr with Premier League picks midweek. Man, we are overbooked. So much to say. Plus, on the heels of a NCAA championship formula that does it again, we will relay Dave Tyndall's Masters formula for this year. A whole bunch of criteria, and he comes up with the person who fits all of the criteria the most. Could be a playoff, but he has one person who just, just clips another by one point when he aggregates all the scores. So we'll do that as well on the show. Oh, and Kelly, uh, Kelly doesn't know this, but Kelly is going to go off on uh, lazy golf handicappers who just uh, handicap by the weather conditions. <laughs> So we're going to do that later as well. Yeah, I don't have yeah. a lot of time for that today, but I, <laughs> I, don't I will do that at either. some point. It is driving me nuts. Uh, let's start with let's start with the uh, the championship last night, and we'll get to the formula here in a second. But uh, congratulations, everybody who had UConn futures at whatever you point you at whatever point you got UConn futures, whether it was pre-flop before the season started, whether it was during the season at whatever number. Good on you, UConn seventy six, San Diego State fifty nine. Uh, they cover the seven-point spread, I want to say easily. And if you just showed up and saw the final score, you'd say, oh, wow, they crushed them. Yeah, and most of the game, they were up double digits. It was it was one of these games where, you know, first of all, in the whole tournament, Greg Gumbel threw this out at the end. Not the whole tournament, but the last four games. Last four games, UConn trailed their opponent by a grand total of five minutes and 22 seconds. Man. 
at the beginning of this game last night, they actually trailed for four minutes and 35 seconds of that. So San Diego State did have a nice little start. That quickly went away. And then by the time the second half started, which, by the way, was 10.36 p.m. Eastern. That's incredible. It's just incredible. incredible. <laughs> by the way, all day, like, you know, you guys should totally wait on starting this game. Like, you know, just take your time. <laughs> right? Then the second half is like, are they going to play the second half or are they just going home? 10.36 Eastern. The game ended at 11.37 Eastern, by the way. But, you know, so UConn was up double digits pretty much the whole way. down. So, so San Diego State down 15 with under 10 minutes left. And you figure, okay, this is just UConn just going to coast on in. Nope. San Diego State, which had Jedi mind-tricked their last two opponents, Craig McDermott into calling a timeout with six seconds left in that game, and then San Diego State not calling a timeout against FAU, and it still worked out for him. So after Jedi mind-tricking uh, in both of those two games to win each by a point, they got it down to as low as five. With 5.19 left in the game, you're like, oh my God, is this really happening? And I think the key sequence, though, San Diego State was down eight with the under four-minute timeout, and they had a one-and-one. And And you're like, okay, they hit these two free throws. They're down six. It's just under four minutes left. We've got a ball game. Instead, Keyshawn Johnson misses. And then Adam Seiko fouls Tristan Newton about 35 feet from the basket. And you're like, oh, well, that was great. And the route was back on. And so UConn gets it done. Uh, Jim Nance, his final game, as we mentioned yesterday, um, you know, he he still will do the Masters forever. He'll still do football forever in the NFL with Tony Romo, as long as Tony's his partner. But this was his last NCAA game. Uh, at the end, Kelly, guys, I'm at a loss. Just remember one thing I've learned through all of this is everyone is that everyone has a dream and everybody has a story to tell. Just try to find that story. Be kind. Can I tell you one other thing? It's after Rafter interrupted him. Is it, that's what Nance said? He said, I mean this. I'm not going to try to play off hello friends, but to you, everybody in the college game, my CBS family, my family, all the viewers, thank you for being my friend. That's awesome. Jim Nance. That's awesome. Who my buddy Jeff Hoos says is uh, country club steady, <laughs> which I think is a great description. <laughs> country club steady. <laughs> Good on him, man. What a career. And he's continuing his career. He's not a eulogy, yeah. but for college basketball, which has meant so much to, for you know to him, and to us, for him being there for decades. I mean, he traces all the way back to the, to the first of Krzyzewski's titles with Duke. Um, but UConn, their fifth title, fifth title all time. Yep. And, you know, you know, you go back into college basketball history now, and if you just, you know, if you go through the list, it's UCLA, thanks to mainly the wooden years, 11 total titles, Kentucky 8, Carolina 6, those are the only three schools with more titles: Duke, Indiana, and UConn, all with five. Yeah, and so, are they a blue blood? They're a blue blood, all right. <laughs> they are blue blood. Uh, odds to win next year, by the way. Duke installed. Got to say installed. Duke installed as the short shot over DraftKings, ten to one. Kentucky, twelve to one. Speaking of blue bloods, the defending champion UConn Huskies at fourteen to one. Shaka Smarts Marquette team at sixteen to one. Kansas, sixteen to one. Purdue. At 18 to 1. Anytime you want to give away that wooden award, you guys just, you know, figure it out. We're all here with tickets. Um, as far as the formula, the formula does get it done. We mentioned going to the Final Four. If it was FAU, and certainly if it was Miami or last night's opponent, San Diego State, that formula would have been shattered. But no, instead, that formula is Teflon. It does it again. 
The only thing we'll have to add is, right, in, in addition to the, the only sweet, the sweet 16 exception being only Kevin Ollie, 2014 UConn, we'll just have to add Dan Hurley of 2023. It's really, it's a UConn exception. But other than that, UConn was mentioned every time we went and did the formula. They end up as Ken Palm's number one team in the country. It is tried and true. And good on them. Which brings me to a sort of tale that I'd like to share with the purpose of not <clears throat> shaming an individual, but really to praise one or two people about their, their brackets, and really just as a cautionary tale for, for anybody listening who considers putting in their pool, you know, their bracket, and they're like, ah, I don't know if I should do it, I don't know if I should or not. So, first of all, congratulations to our loyal listener, Doug Wedge. Doug Wedge, who, Kelly, came by the studio after one of our shows. Yeah, we met Doug. Right before March Madness, and said hello to us. We were, it was so, we're so happy to have met Doug. Doug ends up finishing. He listened to the Megapod. The Megapod, by the way, boy, did that Megapod age well. It was Will Hill, Todd Wishnev, Jeff Parlay, and I. But Will Hill killed it with FAU to the Final Four, which is just a call for the ages. And then Doug said he, he relied a lot on that because it was both Will Hill and Wishnev who were killing it. He relied a lot on that, and he finished second in the DraftKings pool. $50,000 for Doug Wedge finishing second overall. Holy crap. First place was a nice. million dollars. First place was a million. Congratulations to whoever won the million. But Doug Wedge finishes second at $50,000. Now, their yeah, point. drop-off. It, it, is, it is a bit of a drop-off. <laughs> but let me just say this, as you'll find out now in the next couple of minutes. Thank God for that drop-off, because I'll tell you why. So we were doing the Megapod, and this is all on tape. If only this were all on tape, right? So I, either once or twice on the Megapod, I think I said it multiple times, but I can never tell what's on air and off air now. Someone who listened uh, will, will, t will remind me what the exact number is. But I said to Wishnev on multiple occasions, both on the podcast and off air, hey, Todd, with all of your picks, all of your wacky picks, you really should enter in one of these massive pools because if it goes your way, you're going to cash. I said it once, I said it twice, anyway. Wish Neville said on the podcast, he loves San Diego State. In fact, the quote is, I love, love, love San Diego State, <laughs> right? He also had Michigan State going really deep as well. And I said, you know, Jeff and I were both like, you're Michigan. But Michigan State, had they beaten Kansas State in that overtime game, they would have been in the Elite Eight at, at a minimum. So, you know, in the end, Todd Wishnev hits the final. He hits UConn beating San Diego State in the final. Now, Here's the thing. He didn't put in a bracket. Everybody who listened to the Megapod and got Will's picks and Todd's, crushing. We have like 20, 25 different people tweeting us, I finished first in my pool. I finished second in my – Doug Wedge finished second in the whole DraftKings national pool. Wait, Todd said on the Megapod that he had those two teams in the, in the championship Well, we game? got to the final four, but then he did his bracket, and he did of the, two, of the four, he had San Diego State beating – excuse me, UConn beating San Diego State in the final. Wow. So listen. So – He's the whole time these last couple few days, he's dying because he's like, oh, my God, what would I have finished in this pool if I had entered it? And here's the thing. He, he drove to Arizona the night before or the, or, the, or the Tuesday night before, either Tuesday night or Wednesday night, right before. He literally could have entered it. He said he was putting in a bet on something else. He looked at Barstool, and they didn't have a pool, but it never occurred to him to do it at at DraftKings, where he could have just entered. 
So last night with the results now, because I said to him, because he asked me, he goes, what do you think? Do you think I would have won a million? Do you think? I said, I don't know, Todd. Don't go look. You don't go look. I said, you only had two of the Elite Eight, right? Even though you got the final and the correct final result, you, you didn't have any other Elite Eight teams. So I said to him, I go, I don't think you, ca- I don't think you won it. I don't even think you cashed big. Now, part of that was me being serious, and part of that was I'm just worried about his mental health, so I just wanted him to feel that way. So yesterday with the results and the point system, we did it. He did it. He tallied it up. He would have finished tied for a second. Oh, man. And so he would have, him and Doug Wedge would have tied. So they would have split second and third, 50000 and 20000 So Todd, Todd cost himself $35,000. But if, you, if, if it's a groan that you just, that elicited, please don't groan because had it been the million... I would have had to talk this guy off the ledge. Like, I really would have been worried about his mental health. So I'm I'm so thankful. But the lesson in all of this, boys and girls, when you have outliers, enter a big, wide national pool. Don't be Todd. We'll come back. Mark Borchard on Baseball next. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't Nick? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Numbers game on v the sports betting network. Get everything you need to bet on baseball this season with 24-7 streaming. Daily best bet emails, including advice, data, and strategy for only $9.99. Our experts are also getting ready for golf's first major of the year at Augusta. For this year's Masters Betting Guide, Wes Reynolds profiles every player in the field, and Matt Humans tells his best bets. Sign up today to get full access to VSIN through the NFL draft for only $9.99 at VSIN.com slash subscribe. You ready to do a Masters doubleheader, tripleheader today, Kelly, for you? We're doing this show, which yeah. is Masters heavy. Then Kelly and Wes, kind enough to join the Beating the Book pod afterwards. And then you guys with Matt Brown, the Long Shots crew, doing a live master special today, right? That's right. 11 a.m. Eastern time, 2 p.m. East, uh, 11 a.m. Pacific time, 2 p.m. Eastern time. Yes. Long Shots special master's edition. I don't know if that's what we're calling it. But... <laughs> Maybe that'll be a tradition, unlike any other. By the way, Todd Wishnev uh, chimes in. I did. Please tell people that I did have UConn uh, 18-1 to 1 from December 2nd. So it wasn't all lost for Toddy. Uh, and then Chris Felica chimes in 
on the uh, I was talking about how how little UConn trailed in the last four games for a grand total of five minutes and 45 seconds. Uh, he says that uh, UConn trailed for 55 seconds in the second half all tourney. Is that good? Not bad. One, one other point that needs to be made about UConn, this comes from my buddy Jeff Hu, so I didn't plan on uh, referencing twice already this morning, but I love Jeff. And Jeff said, and Jeff is a, is a, is a guy who, lives in, who has lived in Connecticut for much of his life, or he's a UConn, he's, a, he's not a UConn grad, but he's a Connecticut native. Uh, he said, people used to take, he's like, people used to take the train to the garden to see them take on Syracuse or Georgetown. Those same people had to pretend that UConn was like rivals with a bunch of schools with cities or directions in their name for so many years. And what he's referring to is, think about the, the scene last night where UConn was cutting down the net and then go back to like that 30 for 30, the Requiem for the Big East, how the ACC and Big Ten decided doing that five times, meaning UConn cutting down the nets five times, was somehow less impressive than Boston College and Rutgers football. It really is true. <laughs> yeah. It really is true. Um. Congratulations again to everybody who had UConn bets. Let's talk some baseball. Mark Borcher joins us from an undisclosed location somewhere in the desert. How you doing, Mark? Well, I can't be better. As Vegas runner would say, never better. <laughs> and uh, I, I really mean that. I, 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 that was pretty decent imitation. That's pretty good. But I, I, I really mean, I really mean that this, the, 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 uh, the, the pace of play. I mean, they'd cut a half an hour off every game. I, I didn't think it was going to be that drastic, but it, I mean, as a fan, as a handicapper, as somebody who really has, has built my life around major league baseball. Uh, I'm, I can't tell you how happy I am about it, Gil. It's, it's super exciting for me. It is. It's awesome to watch. It's awesome to take in, right? Cause it's like, you know, I was saying we were at a sports book and you, it used to be, you could see one pitch on one screen then you would casually, you know, avert your eyes to another screen. See, now it's all happening all at the same time. The games are so much quicker. Um, the run environment. Let's start there. And again, this is the the all too early reaction to everything we've seen here with the season not even a week old. But yesterday, thirteen one and one to the over, I believe it was, uh, in the whole uh, the whole gamut of games. And yeah. we're seeing. I mean, yesterday was great. Yeah, I mean, so I yeah. I guess one hundred eighty one hundred eighty eight runs in fifteen games. They averaged twelve runs a game. And uh, I had like, I never, this never happens with the model, but I had like four overs, no unders. It was a perfect day for that. And maybe that's why I'm so stoked right now. But, uh, and I played the Grand Salami for I was, the first I time, was, I think, I was in my life. I was just yesterday. going there. I was just going there. So are you like auto Grand Salaming on a daily basis now? Is that the way to play this before they adjust? I, no, I think you have to take it uh, One day, day by day. Time. You know, it's interesting. It's interesting, Gil, the, you know, the base run numbers for spring training were actually down from last year, 2022, 4.88 base runs per game. And, uh, and this year, 4.68. Now I've got a theory about that, Gil, cause it's just been one of the most miserable winners here in, in, in the, my undisclosed location in the desert. It has been so cold <laughs> yeah. and it's, uh, so it's it's been horrible, like rain, wind, all this stuff. So maybe that kind of slanted the uh, the numbers a bit, but just kind of the, the early returns, if you were as you were as you were going with, you look at base runs per game last year, four point one seven, and it's up to four point four eight this year. Now, twenty nineteen, it was four point six nine. I I personally think my hypothesis, I guess, Gil, is that it will will close to that twenty nineteen number go back to the 2019 number. So for you, and this is just sort of like a handicapping 101 sort of thing, 
your adjustments then I mean first of all it's only a, it's only a handful of games right we're not we, we can't overreact to, to anything but because of the rule changes maybe you do react right like this isn't a, just a casual random four day sample size this is a four game or five game sample size that is induced by rule changes so I guess the question becomes do you need to change projections or do you just do it on the fly where you're like, no, I don't need to really worry about much. I can, I just have the systems to do it on the fly. It's no big deal to me. Yeah, well, for me, it's pretty easy because there's an adjustment in the model. I can just, I can just tick it up like, you know, two tenths of a run or something and it will do that. But I think that like, as far as like giving handicapping advice to, to people who maybe do it differently than me. And, and, and there was, uh, there's a guy on the Bet US show that I'm with. His his name is Corby, and he talked about Johnny Cueto and and how that would affect him because he's one of those guys. He called it the three-legged squeeze, and I said, well, that maybe that's something he does on his OnlyFans channel. But you know what I mean? You know the the shimmy that he does. <laughs> yeah. And so like uh, huh. like like he's like like it. So uh, so I think it would affect certain pitches a certain way, and, and so like for me modeling it, it's it, it's it's a little bit more uh, you know objective. But I think you could really get value in trying to isolate those pitchers who who may have a, a challenge with the pitch clock it, at least initially, Gil. So okay, but the, the stolen base environment is so is so much greater, right? We were talking about the stats yesterday. I didn't update them yesterday because I was too busy waiting for the championship game to start, staring at my TV. But it's it's like you know multiple of stolen bases now, multiple, exponentially more, three times, and or four times even. And yeah, I'm so, looking at the, the, the stolen base. Oh, go ahead, Gil. Sorry. Yeah, no, but sorry. I guess what I'm saying is because you're a guy who gets in the minutia, so if you do like the whole Tom Tango run expectancy, right? Um, it's not a question. Of, I mean, maybe it's not a question of that because those are already situations with runners on base. But just in getting runners on base, I guess what I'm saying is, is two tenths of a run enough? Or are you still just being cautious about it in your adjustments? Oh, not. I, I haven't adjusted the model yet, Gil. Okay. Um, I've I've got to give it at least probably I would say like two weeks and. And uh, I don't want to be overreactive, uh, if that makes any sense. I, it does, but I, I, I would also like you to get ahead of when books react to it, too, right? Like, so there is that sort of cat and mouse game as well. Like, you do have to sort of step out on a limb in some regards, I think, anyway. But it's, it's one of these things where it's, it's so much more exciting to watch. It's, you know, the oven mitts on these, on these base stealers' uh, hands, the bigger yeah. bases. It's just so yeah. – it's great. It's exactly what they wanted to have. Happen. Here's a, here's an interesting number, Gil. I thought this was from as far as the stolen bases go. Uh, last year, stolen base uh, completion percentage. That means you know the times the times you the, the attempts the stolen bases divided by the number of stolen bases plus caught stealing. So they're divided by stolen mm -hmm. base attempts. And last year, it was seventy five point four percent. This year, it's eighty four percent. So if that means anything, I think these guys are going to get a little bit more aggressive on the base, but that's yeah. a big number. Cause it's, you know, it's been holding at 75% for years and now the uptick's 10% more. So that's a big deal. Mark, this so, is yeah, why you I definitely have to, yeah. have to keep walking. Down. I kept asking everybody, including maybe yourself before the season started, I was like, is there going to be a Ricky Henderson? Is there going to be a Vince Coleman? People are like, ah, oh, there's not going to be that. Okay. Well, maybe not that, but the idea is I think you can change the game fundamentally and just not forget stealing second base, just steal every which way, right? When you're on the base pass. And I think, 
every team, I think certain teams will come to that. They'll be like, you know what? We're not that great in other areas. Let's just capitalize on that inefficiency in the market. All right, real quick, because we have a we have about a minute. What do you like today? I'm going to go with uh, we back the D-backs today. I, you know, this is a team I might play Zach Gallen every time he pitches. You look at his strikeout percentage, last 150 plate appearances, 33%. And I'm one of those guys that wasn't really high on Zach Gallen. So he's a nice pitcher, top 25 guy. But, man, these numbers are looking pretty good. 93rd percentile strikeout percentage, last 600 plate appearances, ISO power allowed, 138. That puts him in the 71st percentile. I don't think that the Diamondbacks are as bad offensively as they have been. In fact, I have them rated 19th in baseball. They've usually been in the 20s. And against the Padres, I have the 13th offense in baseball. I'm going to play them on the first five. Arizona plus a half run minus 120. That's my first game, Gil. Say that. Say the bet again. Arizona, first five innings plus a half run minus 120. First five plus a half minus 120. Anything else today? I'm going to go and lay the wood parlay. Why not? Because people either love it or hate it. And I'm going to go with the Mets and the Astros. And long story short, if you bet those teams together full game, it's plus 118 uh, is your return on that. Well, it would be a Borchard segment without a lay the wood parlay. Thank you, Mark. Great to see you. We'll uh, talk soon next week. My pleasure, Gil. Sounds Mark, great. Mark Thanks. Borchard, everybody. At BaseWinner, BaseWinner.com. Let the Masters cavalcade begin. John Hasselbauer joins us next from the lines. It's a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. Nice of me to uh, read the correct promo. Only done this show 1,500 times. <laughs> Get the wrong out of order. We get tweets at beating the book. Let me just read a couple because uh, people reacted to the uh, Wishnet part. Primetime, Cowboys underscore Cubs one. Just caught the uh, last bit regarding Todd Wishnev and the DraftKings pool. All I heard was, just don't be Todd. Got it. <laughs> that wasn't meant to be the takeaway, but okay. Brett, uh, B. Howell, B underscore how underscore well, B. Howell. Uh, Todd, I really hated to hear this, man. You are a legend, and I'm pulling for you to run it back in next year, uh, next year and do it again. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I just want to say this. I hope people, I, I hope I didn't get out the wrong impression. I, I love Todd. I absolutely love this man. Uh, he is phenomenal at college basketball. Um, great dude. <laughs> but I just, I, I really was worried, just person to person, friend to friend. I was really worried that this was going to send him off and just spiraling. Because it's the stock market mentality, right? It's, it's better to lose money mentally. It's the way our brains are wired. And this is with betting too, but it's, it's a stock market mentality. It's better to lose money in the stock market than it is to think, I'm going to buy this stock never get around to doing it, and the stock soars into the stratosphere, and you could have made millions. There's something about that that is somehow more psychologically damning or damaging than it is to just lose money. 
So I, I'm glad that he didn't. It's one thing to, to miss out on 35,000. It'd be another whole thing to miss out on a million. To that point, I have uh, plenty of NBA top shots available if anybody's interested. <laughs> That's right. Because I invested early and often. <laughs> how many, how many primetime actions did I have to filibuster while you and Matt Brown <laughs> were waiting in top shot lines? There they go again. Yeah, that happened. That, that was a thing. Okay, so we have, we have our college basketball formula. And UConn did it, and that college basketball formula is just absolutely awesome from year to year for decades now. Dave Tyndall, who we usually have on the show before the Masters, he writes for Betfair and others. He has his own Masters formula, too. And I can't vouch for the results through the years, but what he does, he puts a bunch of, whole, he puts a bunch of criteria together. And last year, he tweaked the system to do it on a point system. So here's what he's got. First of all, age. You know, points are awarded based on how often each age group won across the 10 editions. Four winners in their 30s in the last 10 years, so that category of player is given four points, for instance. But more players have been conquering Augusta while still in their 20s, so that gets five points. So you understand it. So age, giving five points to golfers in their 20s, that's the most, four to 30s, one point if they're in their 40s. World ranking, Kelly. The last 10 winners were ranked in the world's top 30. Eight of those uh, in the top 20. So if you're ranked if you're ranked in the top 20, you get eight points. If you're ranked 21 to 30, you get two points. You get how this works. Eight of the last 10 winners had played in at least three Masters. Just played in them. Possible, although rare, to win so soon. But those who've played in three or more get eight points. Those who've played in one or two get two points. Those who have never played get zero points. Best Masters finish. Top five finishes desirable. Seven of the last 10 had posted a previous top five. So if you had a previous top five, you get seven points. 6th through 25th, your best, you get 2 points. 26th through 40th, 1 point, you get it. Point system from Dave Tyndall. Lowest Augusta round. Course form counts for plenty. If you've shot a 5-under at Augusta National in any round, you'll have a, uh, there's a belief that they score that on this course. So if you shot a 67 or lower, you get 6 points. 68, 69, or 70, you get 3 points. 71, you get 1 point. Defending champion, it's very difficult. Only one defending champion since 2007 has managed a top 10 So that's bad news for Scotty Scheffler and his formula. All 10 had finished in the top 30, at least one of their two starts, talking about the last 10 winners. Seven of the last 10 had a top five in in a stroke play event in the same month of the Masters or the previous month. Uh, Recent major form telegraphed their victory with a strong performance in a relatively recent major. Nine of the last 10 winners had posted a top six in a major in one of the previous two seasons. And then finally, he goes to strokes gained around the green. He said the biggest difference to a regular event is the usually neglected strokes gained around the green. Sharp, short games are a bit of magic in their wrist. Eight of the last 10 were in the top 10. He said that's a massive key. And then strokes gained approach. Average greens and regulation ranking of the previous 15 Augusta winners, 6.26, just 6.26. Ranked highly in approach, blocks of 25 and award points accordingly. Again, if you're ranked 1 through 25, 8 points, and so on and so forth down. So here's, here's the upshot of it all, because we want to get to John Hasselbauer here. Ninth place in the scoring, Hideki Matsuyama. Eighth place, Scotty Scheffler. Tied for sixth, John Rahm, Sun J.M. Tied for fourth, Justin Thomas, Colin Morikawa. And in his rankings, based on all that criteria, third place, Xander Shoffley. Second place, Rory McIlroy, and edging him out by one point. Any guesses, Kelly? No. Jordan oh. Spieth. Okay. <laughs> Who are you going to say? Call more Cal. No, I, I didn't know if you said him no, already. I, I did say him already. So he's got Jordan Spieth edging out Rory McIlroy. He said maybe a playoff. Who knows? Okay. That's his formula. John Hasselbauer joins us. Uh, PGA and betting expert in DFS for the lines at PGA Tout. He's in on the joke. How you doing, John? 
What's happening? Hey guys, how are you, how you doing? It's We're, nice to be back. It's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a minute. Good to see you, man. So let me just start with the weather. 80% precipitation chance Friday. 100% chance on Saturday. 60% on Sunday. What do you do with that for starters? It's not great. And let me tell you, I have a golf trip planned um, this weekend for Masters, which is maybe questionable planning, maybe great planning. I don't know. I'm going to unfortunately the forecast is exactly the same so i'm i'll be able to uh you know relate to how the players are doing in, in these rainy conditions uh the way i'm approaching it essentially is um you know basically like i don't want to go all in on a single player so before the week started i was really considering do i just bet scotty scheffler and be done with it a single bullet same with with rory or, or um or rom but what i've ultimately decided to do is let me just hedge my bets across the at least three or four guys who I think are willing, uh, and hope that they catch a favorable weather draw because I do expect there will be a weather advantage on one of the waves. I think it's just too difficult to tell which wave it's going to be, knowing that there could be a potential a stoppage, thunder showers uh, looming, and just intermittent showers with seemingly each of the first. Uh, three dates. Okay, we're having a little we're having a little bit of an audio issue. So, but what I got from that is you're basically just you recognize that there's an issue, but you just got to sort of plow through it with your handicapping kind of thing. Like you really can't adjust for it, really, you know, with any kind of confidence. Yeah, I, I think it's just difficult to go all yeah. in on on one player. I think you're right. Okay, so what did you land on outrights, and what are some of the derivative markets you landed on here, John? Yeah, so I, instead of going with one of the favorites, I started my car with Patrick Cantlay. Uh, I think he's the type of player who seems due to have results in a major championship. He got done at the AW Championship and the FedEx Cup champ, uh, playoffs to the last two years. He's won the Tour Championship. He's looked electric in both the Ryder Cup and President's Cup. So he steps up in big moments. Uh, it, it seems inevitable that he will in majors. I don't really see anything about Cantlay's game. Uh, wouldn't translate to to a major or to uh, Augusta National in particular, which is such a strategic course uh, and, and plays into you know the way that Cantlay can't, can't plays the game. Uh, he's at a distance. He's top having to appear for the first time in his career, leading to the Masters. So I think that's something to definitely monitor. Um, and then I've also got outrights on Xander Schauffele and Tony Finau for the combination of uh, current form with the Irons and just history at Augusta in the past. Uh, and the only like long shot, quote unquote, would be Justin Rose this year. I think he he's proven the win equity this year with the AT&T uh, Pebble Beach Pro-Am win. And he's been uh, twice a runner up at this event since 2015, four times the first leader. So hopefully he can pace the field and, and set the tempo. Um, outside of outrights for, for derivative markets, I really like Kirk Kitayama as top uh, debutante. Just won the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Somebody who really thrives on these longer courses with a steady, like, the offering of 200 plus approach shots. So they like him. I think Tom Kim is the favorite there, and I don't really think this is a good fit for for his game. Um, and then I see Phil Mickelson as plus odds in the top senior market. Uh, that really sticks out to me. He's he's so much better than like Bernard Longer or uh, Mike Weir, or the other players in that category. I know he's not having the best results on the Live Tour, but uh, he's probably hitting it like 75 yards harder than other seniors. So I think his first plus side, that's one of my favorites this week. All right, John, any uh, real quick, because we got to run, but any first round leader bets at all from you? 
I'll definitely be dabbling in the first round leader market. I think, as I said, Justin Rose's record of not to a hot start with four uh, first round leads in his career. So I think I will go back to that at about 55 to one. Uh, Mito Pereira is, is uh, you know, a favorite of mine who I haven't been able to bet since Liv. So I'll probably jump on him in the first round lead market as well. And, and uh, I think it may be Tom Hoagie is somebody who, who tends to pop, not the longest hitter, but uh, just set the course record at the player. So something to look out for. All right, John, really appreciate the time, man. And good luck with all your bets. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Good luck to you, too. John Hasselbauer, PJ Embedding, and uh, DFS for the lines. Apologize for the uh, technical difficulties. We'll put all of those picks, though, and I think we got most of them out there, uh, onto the picks page. We'll uh, effort Paul Carr on the other side. Premier League picks next. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Even a wager that misses can still be a slam dunk with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Place an NBA one-game parlay wager with four legs or more, and if you miss one leg, you'll receive up to $25 back. Just opt into this promotion on BetMGM's app or website. With one game parlay, you can make selections within a single NBA game, including team and player props. Opt into the promotion, then place an NBA one game parlay wager of four legs or more, and you'll get up to 25 bucks back if you miss one leg. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older wager. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Skill Alexander, we get tweets at beating the book. Alan Mitchell, we know you're a Giants fan. With the success Bochi brought to them, do you find yourself pulling for the Rangers also now? You know what, Alan? I do. Not only because I have a season win totals over bet on the Rangers, but you're right. Like, just the sight of Bruce Bochy makes me root for them. Bruce Bochy, Kelly, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, one of the largest craniums in the history of Major League Baseball. <laughs> His hat size, eight, eight and one-eighth. Damn, remember? that is big. In fact, legend goes that when he played for the Mets, that they didn't have a cap size, they didn't have a baseball hat big enough 
a cap big enough for him, they had to call down to AAA to get him one. That's the truth. Wow. Very large cranium. Um, this is from uh, Primetime. Even after that disclaimer I made about Todd, he goes, nah, I just heard it. I'm just going to go with, with don't be like Todd. <laughs> said afterwards this is from mark geiger in-house attorney glad you clarified that about todd is like a great single malt scotch think about Callan 30 somewhat find he's an acquired taste but he really is a terrific capper with a great sense of humor fun to listen to and always insightful he's hashem's pet for those who don't know what hashem is hashem is the hebrew for the name which is what orthodox jews which todd used to be refer to the higher power Todd, of course, blaming Hashem for him not putting in the bracket. Jesse Welch just wanted to shout out all the guests that helped me with great NCAA basketball season. Also, thanks to uh, thanks in advance, Gil, for eventually giving up your sushi place due to our collective persistence. David George, watching MLB with new rules and listening to ANG, that's a numbers game, at 1.75 speed, are similar, just as informative and entertaining. If you stay focused, if you listen at two times speed, you can hear Gil subliminally giving the name of his favorite sushi place. Every one of these, <laughs> every one of these gets heads so up on that. That's right. It's like, a, just, it's like a McCartney thing. If you play it backwards, <laughs> he's dead kind of thing. I just randomly pulled up a hat sizing chart, by the way. Yes. What would you? What did you say his size eight, was? Eight and an eighth. It's, it's great. It's not even listed. Like it tops out at eight. <laughs> not even listed. <laughs> that is twenty-five inches as your head circumference, or sixty-three and a half centimeters. If you're into that, I would imagine he has like trouble putting. Like if he wears a t-shirt, he's like all day. He's like <laughs> this the whole Every time. Every t-shirt he has is stretched out. <laughs> can't get his head in there. <laughs> Paul Carr joins us. He has a normal size cranium. He's from uh, the Expected Value Podcast, also True Media Networks. Joins us to get Premier League picks, but also had UConn in a futures play. How you doing, Paul? Oh, my. We are really having audio problems today. Paul, are you there? We is not there. All right. Well, Paul had UConn. It should be pointed out, as so many others did. Paul's UConn ticket, and this is really just a testament to shopping around for the best prices at the time, he had UConn at 25 to 1, um, which he got, I, I don't know when he bet that, but he said it was just a testament to good line shopping. He, he knew nothing. He didn't really, wasn't really a big college basketball head, but he knows enough because he's a Kansas guy. Uh, lives in Topeka, Kansas, obviously a guy who uh, knows Kansas basketball well. Not that Kansas, uh, not that university is in uh, Topeka or anything. It's in Lawrence, but... He's, a, he's hip to college hoops, not a huge college basketball head, simply just line shopped. And we've said it many times on this show before, not necessarily in, in a college basketball futures context, but one of the best ways you can go from basic sports better to make a jump to being good right off the top without even knowing anything about anything is just line shopping. And Paul joins us now. When did you get that UConn ticket, Paul? Uh, it was right before the tournament. It was after oh, the draw okay. before the – yeah, it was – I got a 25 to one UConn ticket and they were like 18 to one, 19 to one, maybe 20 to one most places. So like, I didn't watch almost, I watched almost no college basketball this season. That wasn't KU, but you know, it was a, I was like, all right, we'll, we'll take a shot on this. 25 to one is better than anywhere else. Throw a little bit on there. And obviously it doesn't always work out that way, but it was very nice this time. Good for you. Hey man, that's what I'm saying. Sports betting is a funny thing, right? Like we can put in all kinds of work with the data on certain types yeah. of bets some are informational, you know, races like the NFL draft, just a sprint to see who gets the info first and bets on it. And then other things, I talk about that with my Zach Eady ticket, if, if that gets home. 
Some of them you just put as little thought into as possible when they get, they get home. Right. Some you think of, hey, two minutes before a game, you, go, you know what, I think Iowa, I just have a feeling Iowa's going to beat South Carolina. And this was just price shopping, which, again, is just yeah. at a basic level is what every better should do, you know, just to make themselves a notch better as a better. And, you, and good for you for doing that. Yeah, worked, worked out very nicely. I have a lot of UConn friends from my Connecticut days that are very happy as well. Just yes. glad I'm not around that to live with them. Okay. We have some midweek Premier League games. Is that what's happening here? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. We have to jam in about 10 more games on average per team over the last you know, month and a half or so. So there's going to be a lot of this midweek stuff over the last six weeks as teams you know, are done with, you know, most of them are done with Champions League, Europa League, the Cup games, whatever. There's going to be a lot of this over the next few weeks. should be fun. Real quick, should people, should people bet Arsenal right now to win it all? Eight-point lead, nine games left to play for them, 10 for Man City. Should they do that? Uh, I mean, they're slight favorite now. There's not a ton of value. The only thing, really, is City and Arsenal play in a week or two, I think. So if, if you love Arsenal, like or City for that matter, like before that, the lines are going to shift a lot before after that game, rather, depending on the result. Assuming one team wins, so like now is the time if you really believe in something to go with that. I don't have a particular lean right now. I do have an Arsenal future from January that I'm going to ride out. So. But that, that'll be the big game to watch and where the lines will shift a lot. Okay. Let's start with today because we have games today and tomorrow. What do you have today? Today, I've got uh, – I'm going to start with over in Bournemouth and Brighton. I have over two and a half goals. I got this at minus 125. It's a little worse now. I played a little worse, but not too much. Uh, Brighton's manager, Graham Potter, left for Chelsea midseason, and they've been maybe better since then. Uh, and you look at their last few games, they're not super high scoring. Only three of the last seven have had three-plus goals. But – Underlying numbers suggest there should have been a lot more goals. Six of those seven had over two and a half expected goals. Five had over three expected goals. Eleven of the last 12 had two and a half expected goals or more. This is kind of a long way of saying there should have been a lot more goals in these games. Uh, Brighton's kind of on the fringes of a top four spot. They're in that race a little bit. They've just been really good this season. Very impressive to watch. Very organized. They create really good shots. Worth best in the league on average. Alexis McAllister's from Argentina. He's been in great form since they won the World Cup. Uh, for Brighton, so uh, they tend to just create goals, really good shots. Bournemouth tends to open it up a little bit. They like to counter. Brighton likes to have the ball, so uh, there should be some opportunities for goals here. I have over two and a half at minus one twenty-five. All right, and then you have an overplay in the biggest game of the day. Yeah, Chelsea Liverpool over two and a half minus one twenty. You can get a little bit better now. I saw this morning minus one fifteen maybe. Uh, Liverpool games are just chaos, really. Uh, over three goals on a- or average, exactly three goals per game, even more expected goals, both around the most in the league. Liverpool gives up a ton of good shots. The midfield's been a mess all season. A lot of kids in there that they've had to plug in and hasn't gone super well. Chelsea fired Graham Potter in last week. They've got a new interim manager, Bruno Saltor. We don't really know what to expect from him. He's just kind of a, a caretaker. But we'll see if he can get that attack going. It's been kind of struggling for Chelsea most of the season. But Liverpool games equal goals. They have most of the season. I think they will here over two and a half, uh, minus 120. And shop around, you can probably find a little better this morning. All right, Chelsea-Liverpool gets the uh, sort of cachet from their history. But tomorrow's game, actually, from a standing yeah. standpoint, between Brentford and Man U, just as big, I guess. Yeah, Manchester United, um, you know, about a month ago, they were probably like 80-plus percent to finish in the top four. And now they're down in the 60s or so. Uh, they've, they've been scuffling a lot, and one of the big reasons is Casemiro is suspended for Manchester United. He's their kind of a holding defensive midfielder who really, when they signed him in the transfer window over the winter break, really brought that midfield together. 
He's suspended for a red card a couple weeks ago. And without him, United has not played very well. They lost 2-0 at Newcastle and, and could have been worse earlier in the week. Uh, they don't have Christian Eriksen back either, so no creativity in the midfield. So I, I just I like Brentford a lot in this game. They're not the marquee name, but they've been playing pretty well. Only one loss in the last 16 games. I like the Brentford double chance at plus 130 or Brentford plus half a goal for that same price, whatever you know, your book calls it. Uh, Brentford's just a good team. Again, they don't have the cachet, but they've got the quality. They take really good shots. They're very patient. They beat United 4-0 earlier in the season. Uh, so I like Brentford on the double chance at Manchester United tomorrow. Explain the double chance real quick to those who are uninitiated. Yep, it's just plus half a goal, the win or the draw. So your double chance is you get either of those results. Some books, you can, you can get the same thing, just playing play the goal line, plus half a goal, double chance. Just a fancy term, kind of an English term that's trickled over and gotten more popular here in the U.S. lately. Paul, appreciate it as always, man. Thank you. You bet. Have a good one. Congratulations on UConn. Paul Carr, C-A-R-R on the Twitter machine. Again, Bournemouth, Brighton over, Chelsea, Liverpool over today, and the Brentford double chance against Man U tomorrow. Ben Rasa from Stochastic talking Masters with us next. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 